Slice of Life, Joe Suchere. Before I get to uh, telling you something that you think I'm making up, yeah, I want to remind you, John Camp is here Thursday. Yep. The new book is Twisted Prey. It'll be out tomorrow. All right, Twisted Prey, mm-hmm. John Camp or mm-hmm. John Sanford. Before we get to the, uh, yeah, how are you going to amaze me here? You're gonna you're gonna tell me something that I'm going to be shocked by, and I'm going to think that you are making up. But first, I want to talk about this Waffle House fruitcake. Okay. Yeah, this is a, a complex story. Uh, he had apparently gone to the White House uh, months ago. Uh, I'm speaking of uh, this nutcase called Travis Reinking. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to go to the White House to meet with the with the President Trump. He tried to cross a security barrier at the White House. Mm-hmm. That resulted in his arrest. And that later led to the confiscation of his guns and revocation of his firearms license in his home state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. I think I'm leading up to something here. Okay. But the four weapons ended up back in Ryan King's possession after authorities returned them to his father. A family member. So <clears throat> it, it seems like the correct thing was done. Goofball tries to uh, get in White House. Right. Uh, they take a look at the goofball and notice note he has a firearms license and owns weapons. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm very comfortable with the fact that he had those confiscated from him. Right. Right. Yep. So far, everything was good then, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, as we all know now, or early yesterday, armed with one of those weapons, uh, Ranking opened fire at a Waffle House in Nashville. He killed four people and injured four others. Uh, he's now been in. He's now in custody. Right. Uh, Nashville Police Chief Steve Anderson said there was no clear motive, though. Ranking, who was originally from Morton, Illinois, had moved to the Nashville area last fall and may have mental issues. All right. I'm trying to get to the. Oh. Under Illinois law, mm-hmm. the weapons can be, uh, just a minute. Uh, it was unclear how wrecking reclaims for him. National police spokesman Don Aaron said that his father has now acknowledged giving them back to his son. Okay. Under Illinois law, the weapons can be released to a family member, but Ryan King could not lawfully possess the firearms, Anderson said. It's unclear if possessing the weapons was illegal in Tennessee. Ranking was fired from a construction job about three weeks ago and was later hired by another employee. Uh, okay, my point is this. Uh, particularly to all the kids marching and, and demanding that politicians take care of them. Wh- what are you going to do here? What do you do here? Everything that took place should have taken place. Right. He was arrested at the White House for his... Uh, Irregular behavior. Terrible or- behavior. Uh, they learned about his guns. The guns were taken to him. Under Illinois law, uh, a family member can go back to the coppers and say, I'm, a, I'm so-and-so's father. Uh, I'm entitled by law to have those guns returned to me. And the coppers say, yes, you are. Uh, but what your end of the deal is, you have to... Uh, Give us every assurance in the world that, uh, uh, in this case, your son 
uh, cannot have access to those guns. Right. Okay. And then uh, for reasons we don't know, uh, because it's unfair to say reporting is that what it used to be because it's too early in a major story. But what we need to find out is why did the father give the weapons back to his son? That's very confusing. Given that history, and, and you know, it's not like it was 10 years ago. This just happened. A relative said the family has no comment. A neighbor described the Ryan King family as the best neighbors he's ever had. They own and operate a crane rental business serving much of central Illinois. Okay. Uh, they are wonderful people, said a neighbor who did not want to be named. The boy, he added, re- uh, referring to Travis Rinking, he's a good kid, but he's lost some connections. Okay. Mm. Police reports filed in Illinois show past run-ins with authorities. Uh, he believed that Taylor Swift was stalking him. Huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that might be, uh, I don't think she's stalking many. He thought he was one. But my point is, what, what more do you want a government to do? I don't really want a government to do much more than they've done. Now, what Illinois might consider is maybe legislatively they have to take up the matter of, look, if you've got a family member whose behavior is so questionable that uh, law enforcement is entirely justified in confiscating his weapons, nobody in the family gets them back. They're, they're confiscated. Maybe that's one way to do it, which would be a change in legislation in Illinois. Right. And that's not just randomly taking guns away. There's no. something that happened no. here as they're a result randomly, of They're that. not randomly taking right. any guns. That's what you have to keep in mind. Because then the fate of the American citizenry was placed in the hands of this father, about whom we know nothing. Uh, and was swayed or maybe didn't even care enough to, to withhold the uh, weapons and just said, yeah, take them or here's or, where they are. Or... Or another scenario, the father believing, well, I don't, there's no way you can lessen the murder of four people and the injury of others, but what if the father was saying, I gave him back the weapons to somehow lessen the uh, a burden of responsibility on the kid, rather than the father knowing perfectly well the kid found the rifles and <laughs> stole them out of the house and took them to Tennessee. Maybe the old man is saying, no, I, I gave him to him. I gave him to him. Maybe trying to soften the blow. Oh, I see. Although, although I don't see how this blow can be softened. Right, especially by admitting that you gave him the weapons after. Let's, let's, go, with the, uh, let's go with the belief that the father did, in fact, give his wayward son the weapons back. Okay. All right. Well, then he, he, placed, he placed all of us at risk. You could have been in Nashville yesterday, and I don't know why, but you might have stopped at a Waffle House. Right. And sit there, and you're reading the paper, and the next thing you know, this devil comes in. I don't care how mentally screwed up he is. He's a devil. And he shoots you dead, which could not have happened had the father kept his promise, his social contractual obligation to the American public that, yeah, I got a troubled kid on my hands here, and you're you're darn tootin'. He won't have access to these weapons. Yeah, which also makes you wonder why he didn't lock him up in the first place. That's what I'm saying. He didn't fulfill his obligation. Right. right. 
He told the Jeez. coppers he would. He said, yeah, yeah, you give them back I to me. You. I'll make sure you, the kid buddy. doesn't get them. And, and the next thing you know, the kid's no longer even in Illinois. He's living in Nashville and somehow has back in his possession the the uh, guns, the weapons that were confiscated from him following last July's attempt to get into the White House. It's really going to be interesting to see how they, if he does get prosecuted, the dad as well, mm-hmm. or at least as an accessory. I'm sure his, you know, he didn't. Well, he's going to have to. Uh, it's probably something. highly unlikely that he knew his son was going to do that. And it, it's, is it, did he leave them out on the, you know, porch or leave the gun cabinet unlocked? Uh, Colleen Daly, director of the Illinois Council Against Handgun Violence, I'm reading from the Chicago Tribune, said yesterday that mass shootings have become too commonplace. It's a tragedy yet again. Congress, all they do is leave thoughts and prayers, but we need to pass legislation that can save lives. You have, you can go to breakfast and get shot. You can go to school and get shot. You can go to church and get shot. Whether, whether you're black or white, rich or poor, bullets don't stop at borders. Daly said there are several pieces of legislation in Illinois aimed at curtailing gun violence, including the so-called red flag bill that would allow a relative, friend, or member of law enforcement to report someone in distress whose guns need to be temporarily taken away. An affidavit to be reviewed by a judge would be filed, including information about the location and types of weapons the person possesses. The bill, called the Lethal Violence Order of Protection Act, would require the person to turn over to a local cop or a local police agency any firearm uh, FOID card or concealed uh, carry license. The person could request to get the confiscated firearm back after the order of protection is terminated or expires, according to the bill. It passed the Illinois Senate in Feb, but is not approved by the House. Similar bills have gained traction across the country in the wake of the uh, Parkland, Florida shooting. Uh, so that's a new wrinkle. Uh, a handful of states, including Indiana, have red flag bills. Uh, but this doesn't seem to suggest, uh, this seems to suggest what we already know, that the guns were confiscated, but uh, by Illinois law, were allowed to be returned to a family member. <laughs> this new bill doesn't seem to be uh, make much difference, does it? It, it seems to suggest that uh, guns can be confiscated, uh, but then I don't know what the new wrinkle is here. You'd have to file an affidavit to be reviewed, and then... Uh, uh, the person could request to get the confiscated firearm back. Maybe it takes family out of it. Oh. Maybe it takes the family out of it, and there, it's completely right. up to the person who. Uh, could you take us to break, please? Self-esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Sucherin. All right, you got your, uh, what, what, top of the hour, you're going to tell us something. You're going to, I'm not going to believe it, or what is this? Or no, I'm going to think you're going to be making it up. Well, you didn't get to that last segment. I'm still, I'm still so incredulous that I'm making continued attempts to verify the accuracy of what I'm going to tell you. Well, you can't tease us like well, it's that. It's not a tease. I don't mean to be teasing. I, I'm, I'm. I know, but it's rare that you 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 the say the old newspaper man in me kicked in. 
And I'm I'm you're saying verifying, you're an editor now verifying sources. I'm saying or? I have to make maybe one or two more checks. Okay, I would uh, I'd really like to know because it's it's rare that you bring us something and I think you're seriously making it up. We well, haven't heard it yet. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. That's not your norm. <laughs> no, I know, I know. That's abnormal. It's abnormal. That's which is why I want to get to it as soon as possible. Well, I, you know what? This time, the this time on this show goes way too fast. Yeah, you're right. And and, and uh, half the time we run out of stuff. Time I, uh, we have more material to go to. May I tell you that? Uh, yes, tell me now. Let's go. May I tell you that? Appreciate it. Uh, during the next break, I'll have another couple of minutes to make. Yeah, but one more check, and okay. then I'll be happy. Yeah, but then it's Johnny Heights news, and then okay, right. I'll tell well, you now. Then it's uh, we'll time it, for we'll, Dave Dahl. No, no, we'll do it right after Dave Dahl's weather. We'll do it right after. I promise. Yes, sir. one for way real. or the other. For real? If it's if it's real, you're going to hear about it. And if I can tell you that I finally demonstrated that this oh. is not accurate, I'll tell you. All right, this is going to be uh, tough to focus for the next. You know, uh, it's part of the news gathering uh, agenda, the template. Uh, to provide us all with a, a, a real variety of hysterias we should be worried about. Yes. The Yellowstone uh, earthquake and, of course, uh, the polar bears are dying and we're evil people because we drive cars and all this BS, right? Right. And and I, I managed to get through life without really worrying about too many of those hysterias. But there's one I do buy into. Ticks. What? I, I this buy isn't what you're talking here. about, right? This is not what you're talking about. No, no. This is, this is, this is not the thing. No, this is not the thing. It's a different thing. What are you doing? What, what about ticks? I was just reading today. Call me now. I was just reading today. <laughs> you afraid of ticks? You're coming now. There's a new invasive tick in New Jersey called the longhorn tick. Okay. Dreadful tick. Dreadful. I can be a tick of a longhorn. And then... Uh, ironically, there was a piece in the Pioneer Press today... Uh, Oh, no, over the weekend. Warning people about, about ticks. ticks. And and I, uh, I I'm buying this hysteria. I don't want I think ticks remember a month ago we saw a tick that was frozen in some sort of uh Oh yeah. Archaeological find. We were at the Sprint store when well, that story was, came up. Well it was back in uh uh and that was in January or February. Well, it was right before the Super Bowl. Is that when I Provided you with a nice dollar storm quality meal. <laughs> but remember when I, I was shocked to realize that ticks have not evolved. They just, The tick that they, was found in that piece of whatever it was yeah. from a billion years ago or whatever was identical exactly to same. a tick today. And that's when Pat said, they just weren't motivated. Like monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Monkeys said, we got to get out of this thing. Well, monkeys evolved. But ticks haven't evolved. Well, maybe monkeys haven't either. I don't know. My point being that what good are they? So I finally looked that up. Uh, they're good for food. Yes, you are right. Yep, good for food. For amphibians yep. and animals and, and what have you. Uh, they'll eat a tick. Yeah, creatures that's, like to eat them. That's their role in the food chain right. is that they are nourishment for other creatures. I'll right. get you a tick. You can get tick, but yeah. they're dreadfully dangerous to humans. That's the trade We have listeners who've suffered... Uh, horrible uh, right. illnesses, right? And it's yeah, that's serious stuff. And and I'm I'm buying I'm buying the hysteria. I don't want any. I don't know what to do. I think I'm done wearing shorts. <laughs> what? I think I think I'm except when I go to the club. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> when I go clubbing downtown Minneapolis. In your cowboy with your chaps. Yeah, I'm done with uh, shorts. I think I'm done with shorts. And now we're being told that uh, 
uh, in a Pioneer Press piece that the ticks are ready to come out in full force. Okay. Uh, because the ticks of the, go marching out. Hurrah, hurrah. Uh, they, they, uh, they burrow into leaf litter and lie dormant under snow during the winter, emerging when temperatures get above 40. Uh, so you can have snow on the ground and still get uh, get a tick attack. I did. I did not know that prior to today. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, I figured they hibernated somewhere. Deer ticks are found in brushy or wooded habitat. Wood ticks are more often lurking in grass. They wait on vegetation about a foot and a half off the ground. When a victim comes near, the ticks can detect breath, body odor, body heat, moisture, and vibrations. They wait in a position known as questing. Right. Then they start waving their claws around and they grasp onto your clothing. See? And then once they get on your clothing, they start crawling around and get to your body. Mm-hmm. They want some blood. Just a minute. I don't know why I'm being texted by people who know I'm on the air here. Uh, so questing <laughs> is what they do when these people are walking by. Jump on the yes. pant leg and then crawl up the leg. Mm-hmm. And set up camp. Uh, ticks. Well, of course, what I fear, of course, is the disease. So yeah, I think everybody does. Right. I mean, but, a regular tick. Uh, you just you pull out, right? You grab the thing and you put some salt in it or dishwashing liquid. Sorry, Rook, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, Joe, on line two yeah. would like to give you some perspective on TikTok. John. Hey, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hey, I had Lyme disease a few years back, which wasn't pleasant. I used to let the dog sleep on the edge of the bed and found a deer tick in my bed. Anywho, did you know there's a new tick out that once you're bitten, if the story is true, you develop either an allergy to eating meat I did or hear this, a bad yes. reaction? Yes, I did hear. I did read this. You are correct. Yeah, that's morbid. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So it's not a joke. No, no. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought he was telling a joke. I thought it was. Hey, you hear about when you hit the tick? You either get an allergy to meat or you get a rash. Yeah. No, this is real. Oh, okay. I take that back. That's for real. For real. For yeah. Real? Let's uh, take a break, and uh, uh, we're finally getting to what sounds like it's going to be made up. Uh, now, maybe. Thanks, now, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Jeez. Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Well, I will fill in the gap then. You know, some some ticks are very dangerous. Yeah. But some are funny. Uh, why are we... Uh, hello, is this... Is this... Is this... That's a classic. All righty. We are looking at a uh, down day to start the week right now. The market a bit lower. Some inflation concerns have popped up once again. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 51 points. The NASDAQ Composite is down 26. And the S&P 500 right now down just three points. Sales of previously owned homes rose 1.1% in March. A bit of a surprise considering how lean inventory is. The National Association of Realtors said the median price for a home sold last month was just over $250,000. That's up nearly 6% from a year ago. First-time buyers made up 30% of all transactions in March. That's well below the 40% share they have historically enjoyed. Supermarket giant Kroger and Cardinal Health are teaming up to host joint drug take-back events at more than 100 Kroger store pharmacies on April 28th. They will take part in the DEA's National Drug Take-Back Day. The events will 
provide a safe, convenient, and anonymous way for people to get rid of unused or expired medicines. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right. Thank you, big guy. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in one hour. Work on that tick, will you? I will. You hey, got it. Thank you. Hey, uh, Thursdays in May, businesses across the state will be coming together for the 28th annual Dress for LLS. A For a minimum donation of five bucks, participants earn the right. .com. Garage Logic Segment Number Eight. A uh, jeweler with some vague familiarity with jewelry <laughs> told me that that prehistoric tick was found in a piece of amber. That's that's ringing a bell. Remember that they said a piece of amber. Okay. Yeah. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Sonny. Tell the jeweler thank you for that uh, <laughs> cutting edge and uh, very important piece of information. Who is Amber? Right. Sunny and 67 degrees. Dix had no ambition. <laughs> this uh, update brought to you by Fred Lodi's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the Beer Show Thursday nights Yeah, with Mr. Reavers right here on 1500 ESPN. Chuck Fletcher out. As GM and Executive Vice President of the Minnesota Wild, Brent Flyer, Senior Vice President of Hockey Operations, will serve as acting GM while the team looks for a replacement. Wolves-Rockets again tonight from the Target Center. The Wolves won Saturday. Rockets have a 2-1 to lead in the best-of-seven series. Lindsey Whalen, as we know, are now doing double duty, being hired as the women's basketball coach at the University of Minnesota, and she's still playing for the WNBA's Lynx, too. As she was on with Mackie and Judderly this afternoon. They asked her what the most surprising part of the U job is after working for the first two weeks. Probably the daily to-do list of things that um, is just kind of never-ending and you can't really get to it all, but you try your best. Um, so, yeah, I think just the, uh, just the, uh, I don't know, just some of the responsibilities that you wouldn't think that you'd be doing because of, you know, because of the job you're in. Uh, you kind of think, okay, coach, so X's and O's and running drills and, and doing all those kind of things, but there's so many parts that go to it, go with it. But it's really, it's fun. I mean, it's really cool. Whalen said she's also had a chance to talk to Don Staley. Staley coached at Temple and played in the WNBA at the same time. Whalen says Staley told her not to retire from playing until she's absolutely sure she doesn't want to play any more ball. Twins move on to New York after getting swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. They kick off a four-game series against the Yankees tonight. Jake Odorizzi pitches for the Twins. Masahiro Tanaka will go for New York. I should turn this on. That, that'll help things. Back to Lindsay. Uh, how long till we get to Ripper? You know, if she's just off to a slow What's start. the honeymoon I mean, period? Yeah, I mean, I know she's our gal and everything. And I, I love Lindsay. Yeah, the links are pretty good, though, so they don't start 0-12. Well, like I was talking about her coaching. What if the links are really good and then the U starts badly? See, then... She's not focusing on her coaching career. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that one. I'm just kidding. News notes from today. Uh, updates on those breaking stories from last hour. The suspect in an attack that killed four people at a Waffle House restaurant in Tennessee has been arrested not far from his apartment, according to police. Authorities had mounted a massive manhunt for 29-year-old Travis Reinking after the Sunday morning attacks in which a gunman clad only in a jacket used a rifle to kill four and injure others. Detectives recognized Reinking, drew their weapons this afternoon, told him to get on the ground. He did and was arrested without incident. 
In Toronto, numerous sources now reporting at least two people are dead, up to eight more injured after a white rental van drove into a group of pedestrians. Police have confirmed the vehicle plowed into the crowd of people at about 1.30 local time. The vehicle's driver now is in police custody. Police say, though, they have no motive at this time. Footage from the aftermath scene showed a rider rental van with a missing front bumper and severe damage to the front. Witnesses said the driver drove along looking as if he was just trying to pick off pedestrians. And you have, they do have the driver? They do. They All caught right. him, yep. yep. He tried to flee the scene okay. shortly after the collision, but was apprehended. Uh, police say it's too early to confirm any number of pedestrians hit or the extent yeah. of the injuries. In a unanimous vote this morning, the Minnesota Senate passed a bill meant to clarify a state statute regarding the release of some violent sexual offenders and certain individuals with mental illness. That bill, authored by Senator Warren Limmer of Maple Grove, comes a week after the Minnesota Supreme Court declined to hear a petition to a state court of appeals decision in late January. Limmer said the Department of Human Services urged him to craft a bill that would, in their words, keep Minnesotans safe. Limmer said the court decision means civilly committed sexually dangerous persons, sexual psychopathic personalities, and mentally ill and dangerous individuals could petition to be released fully instead of following provisional discharge conditions. Once granted in court, a provision discharge allows offenders to be released into the community under supervision, like 24-hour security through an ankle bracelet. Lemmer said this is not a a population that should be released quickly, and in one fell swoop, this is a population that should be considered over a gradual period of time. DHS Acting Commissioner Chuck Johnson backed the bill at the press conference this morning before the Senate convened. That Minnesota woman arrested in Texas and the killings of two people in separate states, including her husband, will likely be sent to Florida for prosecution. 56-year-old Lois Reese is being held in the Cameron County Jail in South Texas on the Florida charges that include murder with a firearm. Cameron County Prosecutor Edward Sandoval says Reese will attend an extradition hearing to send her to Florida. Minnesota authorities say Reese is suspected in the shooting death of David Reese, whose body was found at their home in Blooming Prairie in late March. Investigators think uh, the uh, wife then fled to Florida, where she killed Pamela Hutchinson in Fort Myers Beach, (laughs) intending to steal her identity. Authorities arrested Reese last Thursday night at a Texas Gulf Coast restaurant. Ivana Trump says she doesn't think it's necessary for her ex-husband Donald Trump to run for re-election in 2020. Now, which one is she? Is she the first one? She's the original. She's the uh, Czech, I believe, skier. The original. (laughs) The original. Uh, She said in an interview with Page Six, he has a good life. He has everything. Donald is going to be 73 or 74 for the next election. Maybe he should just go to play golf and enjoy his fortune. He's doing that. I was just going to say the same thing. What's different? Ivana told Page Six she speaks to the president every month and she thinks he misses his freedom. She said, I don't think he probably knew how much is involved in being the president. It's so much information, you have to know the whole world. Ivana was married to Donald Trump for 15 years. They had three children, Donald Jr., Eric, and Ivanka, who is now, of course, senior advisor to the White House. Who was number two, Marla Maples? Uh, It was Marla, yes. Do they have a kid? Yes. Uh, and number three one. is the current one. Number three is uh, Melania. All right. yeah, they have a, a daughter, I think, right? The the uh, middle, the Marla Maples. Yes, yeah. I think there's a daughter, and then uh, what is she? A Baron with, yeah, uh, Melania. with Melania. Um, uh, forgive me if you guys covered this on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, but the 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 photo that that circulated around uh, the Barbara Bush memorial service mm-hmm. with Melania. Why wasn't the president there? He thought he would cause a disturbance. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I wasn't going to rip him for it, but I, I, did, I was just curious why he wasn't yeah. there. Okay. 
The Chicago Sun-Times left its front page blank today in a plea for subscribers in an effort to what they said was to protect the long-term survival of its newsroom. The unorthodox appeal came one month after the 174-year-old newspaper finished up a round of layoffs as it struggles with falling advertising revenue from its print edition. The Sun-Times has been working to build digital uh, subscriptions for content that readers in the past have gotten for free. They wrote in a story called Imagine Chicago Without the Sun-Times today, we're asking you to please support our daily work by subscribing to our website for $7.49 a month. That's less than 25 cents a day. In return, you'll get unlimited access to our web content and will protect the long-term survival of our newsroom. The Denver Post made a similar plea earlier this month after laying off about one-third of its staff and demanding in a dramatic front-page editorial that its owners, hedge fund Alden Global Capital, sell the newspaper. Donald and Marla's uh, child is named Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Alden Global Capital also owns the Pioneer Press. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're a bunch of vulture capitalists <laughs> who have no earthly idea what a newspaper is. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like your opinion. Yeah, yeah is, well, yeah. that's just like... I knew that you know, when, I, when I brought the story in, but man. I wasn't sure you were going to go there, but uh, I guess you did. So, yeah. Well, they've stripped them all to the bone. Yeah, there, there, there have been several fascinating stories about what they've done with mm-hmm. newspapers and, and various... Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And a Scottish man who filmed a dog appearing to give Nazi salutes has been fined $1,200 after being convicted of a hate crime in a case that sparked a debate about the limits of free speech. Mark Meachin filmed his girlfriend's pug responding to phrases like Sig Heil by raising its paw and posted the footage on YouTube in 2016. Yeah, people are wonderful. Meachin's a comedian and video blogger who uses the name Count Dankula. He said the stunt was meant as a joke. He was convicted last month, though, of posting grossly offensive material. A judge at Scotland's Airdrie Sheriff Court imposed the fee, uh, fine today. Sheriff Derek O'Connor said the video contained menacing, anti-Semitic, and racist material. The dog was filmed responding to various phrases. The judge said that while the right to freedom of expression is very important in all modern democratic countries, the law necessarily places some limits on that right to freedom of expression. John? Mm-hmm. Time for Dave Dahl. Okay. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. This is what spring is supposed to be like. Right now we're at 67 degrees, heading for a high today of about 68. Partly cloudy, it's going to be mild tonight, low down to 44. A little cooler tomorrow thanks to clouds and showers. 58 for the high, some scattered light showers, I think, late morning through the early afternoon. Not a big deal there. Wednesday, partly cloudy and still mild, 62. Some more showers, a little bit more likely on Thursday. Uh, that'll be a wetter day, 56 for the high then, but back up to 62 on Friday, 66 Saturday, up to 70 on Sunday, and 74 a week from today. And that 74 could even go a little higher uh, the way it's looking. This is a pretty warm pattern that's setting in over the weekend and early next week with part cloudy skies expected through the weekend after we get these showers out of the way for tomorrow and again on Thursday. 67 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. April 23. 86. 86. In 1990. In 1990. 19. 19. 19. In 1910. In 1910. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. 
All right, I verified this. This is true, but you're going to say, Joe. Finally. You're going to say, Joe, you're making it up. Now I can't wait. Everybody get your ear close to the radio. You're having a laugh. We're going to Penn State. <sighs> this is an offshoot of the failed and destroyed oh. Academy. You don't need the theme or no? He's bummed me out. Nope. Penn State has among the clubs uh, on campus uh, a club called the Outing Club. Uh, it's 98 years old. Uh, outing as in outside, hiking, go, walking, wow, yeah, okay. uh, go on outings to uh, no. to experience the outdoor. You're making this up. I already <laughs> well, I know what you're going to say. I haven't making gotten it up. there yet. I know what it is. The, no. the, the mission of the club, and it has been for 98 years, is to experience the outdoors in every possible capacity and, and to... Uh, to go outside. So close to a century. Yeah, backpacking, canoeing, kayaking, yeah. hiking, going yeah. for a walk in the woods, the whole deal. But they're no longer allowed to go outside. And uh, could you do me a favor and describe why or whom objected to this? I don't know, but the college has decided that now the outing club cannot go outside because that's too dangerous. <laughs> I'm not making it up. Come on. Not You're making, making this up. up. Wait a minute. Okay, I thought you were going to go a different route on this. I thought it was going to be the GLBT uh, club, whatever said. No. This is our, no. we can only come out, no. go outing. P, uh, Penn State's uh, Offices of Student Affairs and Risk Management determined the Penn State Outing Club's activities of backpacking, canoeing, kayaking, hiking, and trail maintenance as too risky, according to an announcement the student organization made earlier this month. The uh, uh, Penn State... Uh, uh, outing clubs said they will no longer be organizing and running outdoor student-led trips as a result of the university's assessment of risk management that found the club's activities above the university's threshold of acceptable risk for recognized student organizations. Wow. Adding it's, that the club is not going away. I guess they'll just meet in a room and look out the window. The walking down the hall club. Yeah. Really? The groups are being disbanded in their current high-risk model and are actually being reorganized to provide, to provide more oversight of activities by trained and professional staff, Penn State University spokesperson Lisa Powers said. Unbelievable. The school conducted a proactive risk assessment for 79 clubs, which... Which found 20 clubs had some element of risk, including the archery club, <laughs> the boxing club, okay, the rifle club. Yeah. But only three were determined to be high risk. And those were? The Grotto Caving Club. Well, okay. And the Nittany Divers Scuba Club. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all of which, if you belong to that club... There's a certain type of skill required if you're going to go splunking in a cave or diving. You uh, you would already have a a history, and that's why you're in that club because you enjoy it. Safety is a legitimate concern, but it wasn't an open dialogue. Richard Waltz of the Outing Club's 2017-2018 president told the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, "What's happening to the club is a shame and negative negatively impacts the student experience." Wow. Hasn't Penn State been through enough? You have an outing club, but they're no longer to go outside. (laughs) 
How was the hike down to the cafeteria? Uh, uh, oh, he went down the stairs, went down the hallway, past the fallout shelter where the where the the cave guys are. Uh, there's no are splunking other. There, 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 in the there's, no, there's, there's no other way to interpret this. It's they have banned the outing club from going outside. <laughs> but they're still going to keep the club. What's the point of the club? I think the point of the club would be talking about your outing. That's a, not to be confused with the Audis club, and that's where guys sit around and talk about their belly buttons. Play chess, <sighs> or like a a checkers club where you were not allowed to play checkers. Didn't I just say something along? Well, you said chess, chess, and chess and checkers are two completely different things. It'd be like having a. Oh uh, no, I got it! I got it! Wait, wait, okay. It, it's almost clear, but help it, me. It'd be like a turkey club without the mail. Oh God, I, I am so that punished. Is really, I'm just punished. Really? Can we? I, I'm just punished. Put him in a police car. It'd be and like bump a his fencing head. club, but you got a fence with cardboard uh, or paper swords. Right. I wouldn't do. They that. probably got a fencing club. They probably already fence with paper. swords. I wonder swords. if they deem that too dangerous. No, oh. they didn't. Only three of them. Like the gra- Okay, the grotto club. You really want that to be a school-sanctioned club when they're. You know, uh, on the grotto of a river or going into care. caves. Penn State University has banned the outing club from going outside. Because <laughs> it's too dangerous. Life is dangerous. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. It uh-huh. really is. Huh? It, it really is. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Life is dangerous. <sighs> Um, what did I miss? Hang on, just wait. Uh, no, maybe not. Well, but you gotta hurry. What is wrong that, with you? That's that's if you're on Sirius XM. Oh, okay, okay. That we could do, not not locally here. Not not really. No, no. Let's we keep could our do jobs. It once. You let's could, keep our job. You could do it yep, once. Want to keep it, and then we'll points know, awarded. For You'll not be working that third shift at Arby's. Yep. It's the end of the world as we know it. He feels fine. Joe Sucheret. We should uh, recap. Frequent emailer Terry writes... Penn State Outdoor Club is still less dangerous than the Jerry Sandusky Indoor Club. <laughs> you know, both Rook and I were debating about going there. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, recap, please. 
Oh, well, just to let we people... We lost our man, Monty. Yeah, our, our man, Monty, is, uh, has passed on. 1,500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. We'll tell you about that as we continue this last minute of... <laughs> Uh, I, I wonder. It was I wonder why you were so rushed. No, no it's yeah. sad. We we did lose Monty, but uh, Monty's not one that would want us to sit here and shed tears for him. He'd rather have you celebrate life, and we'll find out from two dogs what's going to happen at this Minnesota State Fair this year. Well, he was a great, great State Fair guest. Other radio shows ripped us ripped us off sure. as soon as they could, and and got Monty as a guest, and that's fine. Among Monty's other no things. fool. He's a marketing man. He was selling tickets. Yeah, that's what that's, he was selling. That's what he was doing. He was great. He was a good guy. Good. Good man to have on, and uh, as I say, annually managed to scare me out of my wits. Uh, the best was when uh, was it Albert? Did he let? It was, did yeah. Albert get loose? Yes. Oh, yeah, Albert was. That's loose. when you. Is that's when you kicked over Johnny's. That's when I almost ruined a nice guitar. Was yeah. he the yellow, the big yellow snake? Yep. Yeah. Fifth, no, that's Albert's Blondie. A, Albert's oh, that's an alligator. Fifteen hundred ESPN go. is KSTP St. <laughs> Paul, Minneapolis. <laughs>